Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Kafaru Cast. Uh, Frank the Tank and I are on the mic. Yo. <laughs> and we've got, uh, a, uh, I guess, I don't know, it's three. I, I haven't come up with a nickname for you three yet, but uh, it's <laughs> uh, Scott, Wes, and, and Johnny. Uh, and uh, these are the guys that uh, got us access to uh, uh, all the different land down in Texas for the Audad, as well as these guys also do a lot of guiding and outfitting and film work. And uh, anyway, thanks for you guys. Thanks for coming on, and, and thanks for having us down there for the Audad. Well. Thank, thank you for having us. It, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was a blast having you guys down here. Oh yeah. So, uh, so Scott was the guy that was just talking and Scott is the ringleader and eldest of the three. And then Wes is Scott's <laughs> son. And then Johnny is the closet adopted son. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys kind of explain how everything works there. Um, and what you guys do. I know you've Scott, you've guided for and outfitted for years all the way from Montana, uh, and all over the place. And then, uh, Wes, you were a college level, you rode bareback, I guess. And then Johnny, you filmed for some pretty predominant, well-known whitetail hunters. So why don't you guys each, uh, you know, kind of give an introduction. Yeah. Well, I uh, uh, kind of just was born in the hunting industry. My dad, my dad was was like a fanatical hunter. Anyway, he, he owned a, a outfitting business out of West Yellowstone, Montana, uh, Sheep Creek Outfitters, for uh, up till he passed away in 2011. And I I guided for him there, and we always kept the ranch in Texas to do whitetail hunts primarily on. And I've uh, just kind of, kind of carried the torch on. It's uh, we we uh, you know we specialize in whitetail and muleys and turkeys and all that up here, and then try to do the occasional all dad stuff. So that's my deal. I would say that you might have undersold that slightly, Scott. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you how how long did you guide in in Montana? What'd you guide for? Uh, and uh, you know what do you what do you offer down in Texas? You know, I I worked for my dad up there for twelve years. Uh, I think it was twelve years guiding for my dad. You know, elk, elk muleys, and, and that deal up there. And then uh, uh, down here, you know, we offer like like uh, we we specialize in trophy whitetails, and 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 we do we do have mule deer. It's uh it's pr- pretty good pretty good hunting uh we kill some pretty good whitetails every year and do do a number of turkey hunts uh which i guess you and frank will get to see it it's pretty dang fun uh then uh and then we do we do uh, we'll do a handful of all dad hunts a year just picked up a deal which actually we're we're brian killed that sheep at we we got the we got the clean bill on that thing for next year so we'll be offering some stuff coming up man it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ride up there. You, 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 you know, you saw it. It was uh, uh, pretty unbelievable with the amount of animals there. Well, it's 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 nice there because um, uh, 
it's certainly what I would say where I got mine, not quite as much of a guarantee that you're going to be into a lot of Aldad, where the other place, it's not a guarantee um, uh, 100% like shooting them over uh, maybe a feeder. It's spot and stock, but it's I pretty much damn near guarantee you're going to get into a lot of them and have good opportunities. So you still get the spot and stock aspect of it, but you also have a, a pretty high probability of... I don't know how many times you pushed a herd of them in front of me, but it was pretty epic when they're running around you um, trying to get into the cliffs. It was pretty pretty wild. Yeah, you know, I've, I've hunted those sheep for a long time, kind of a little bit of everywhere here, and I that place right there is like nothing I've ever seen. It was, it was uh, it's a pretty dang epic place, man. It's uh, the other deal up there where you got your sheep, yeah, it's they're pretty nomadic up there. That country is so dang big and open that you just they they're they're there for a, a spell and then and they they can leave and and uh, where this other place is a little more, I don't know, it's a little more sheep country. Uh, I guess if you're thinking in terms of sheep with the canyons, the cliffs, the rough country, and then uh, feeding up on top and and the numbers of sheep there is on that on that place on that ranch is uh well you saw it it was i, I ain't never seen that many sheep before it's yeah, we'll unbelievable go, we'll go over it a little bit more later but w- what it sounds like is um the guy that has that property wanted to do 20 u hunts and he's going to let you take control of that and um i know frank and myself will be involved in that and we're going to try and bring a uh you know several guys down with us but it's going to be pretty affordable and and as i said i i can't say it's a guarantee but i would say i probably could have shot maybe 15 u's at different times and in uh uh, you know, just as they were coming off that field or in the cliffs or whatever. So it was it was pretty dang cool and something that um, obviously we're going to promote for you guys because uh, it's a good way for guys to have a great opportunity at, a, at an Aldad. And, and in that other country you were talking about, if whoever just listened to the recent podcast we did on that hunt, Johnny was the guy with me on, on the camera when I looked back and said, uh, you know, basically if this shit pans out, it'll be a miracle. Um which it did sort of pan out, except I missed. Uh, and, and then, uh, so what, Wes, we'll kind of go up with you next. It's actually crazy. I met you on a mountain lion hunt a year ago um, through one of our other mutual friends. And it turns out, you know, we go on this Aldad hunt and you're Scott's son. But you have you did bareback in college. You run dogs, mountain lions, pigs. You do all kinds of stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I do. Uh yeah, we moved out. I, I high school rodeoed or started my freshman year, and uh, we moved out to Texas in 2007, and uh, and that would that would have been my senior year, and I rodeoed out here, and uh, and then got a scholarship to go rodeo in college, and uh, I rodeoed for two years in college, and then uh, went pro or. Started pro rodeoing for another six years after that, and uh, concussions and stuff like that. I hung it up. But uh, is that why you yeah, pissed and, your and, uh, pants when the microwave came on? It can't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go. Ahead. <laughs> I said, is that why you pissed your pants when the microwave came on at at camp? I'm just kidding about the head injuries. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I can't remember shit. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh but yeah man i i got a bunch of dogs too i love running pigs with my dogs and uh my my boss slash best friend he's got a bunch of hounds and that guy i mean he freaking hunts every damn day like he catches all kinds of i mean he catches bears and bobcats got a bunch of bobcat dogs uh catches a bunch of lions every year so and then uh i just got it for my dad every you know pretty much every year since i've graduated high school i guess yeah i I gotta say it definitely the dynamic of um hunting with you guys uh is more like hunting with your buddy than anything because uh Broderick tried to explain it and like you know you guys got us access on all that land and obviously we're there as well but um you guys about the friendliest people known to man although Wes you wouldn't say shit if your mouth was full of it man he don't talk a whole lot (laughs) I was just gonna say this is this is the most I've ever heard Wes talk because when we first met him I don't even think he said anything at all (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, People were like, who is that guy? He's awkward as shit. Uh, well, you opened up there at the end. It was a lot funnier. Um, and then I have to say, uh, Johnny, y- you uh, uh, at first were fairly quiet. And then I think I told some joke or something. And then you opened right up. And then my stomach hurt from laughing at you. But you moved out here. You came out to hunt with Scott and then basically never left and then now you're his partner in crime right hand man how's that work and what happened with that and who'd you used to film for and uh kind of your background there yeah well i kind of come i come from kind of hunting whitetails growing up and graduated high school and i uh just kind of interviewed with the 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 lindsey's uh jeff and david and we we uh we hit it off me and jeff are real good friends uh kind of my later years in high school, we've become pretty much best friends, and they uh, they hired me on, and I started started going around with them, traveling and in whitetail country. Anyhow, uh, kind of the Midwest is kind of where they're known from, but uh, it was it was pretty phenomenal deal. I you know kind of got to experience a lot of stuff, you know, traveling around. We did some elk hunts, and mule deer hunts, and stuff, but it was. White whitetails was what they were known for, and I did that for seven years of filming them, and and we we got hooked up with the juries and stayed with them for the seven years, and then I kind of parted my ways and went and nothing bad, it was all good. It, we we uh, I just tried to better my life a little bit and did some stuff there for a few years, and uh, we uh, I got hooked up with Scotty back six years ago and been coming out here hunting with him and. It's been talked about me and him going back and forth. I tell him I want to come out here and live, and he's like, "Just, just do it. Just pack up and leave." And that's pretty much what happened. I, I uh, all of a sudden said I was going to do it and made it happen and come out here and was going to do some oil field work. Uh, do you know? And and still yet have I done that? I kind of got out here and started doing some guide for Scotty, helping him out. Just having too much fun to work, you know. <laughs> uh. But that uh, that's kind of my background on the the filming filming deal. It's uh, just kind of you, you uh, yeah, I want to kill stuff, but it's also like you're pulling the trigger every time you push record, you know, and film that kill. So it's pretty good feeling there. 
What what was it you said to me when we were chasing after those sheep? Uh, this is the kind of shit oh. that makes babies born oh, naked. Yeah, 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 you, you, <laughs> you, you took off running, and I was sprinting behind you. You you were kind of just barely at a lope, and I was full blown trying to keep up carrying that camera and all that. And I got up there and I said, "Boy, that's what make that's what causes babies to be born naked." He had a. What you have a. Uh, what lens was it you had on there? Was it one to four or a seventy to two? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, seventy to two hundred. Yeah, so and then a Canon and then a fourteen pound tripod. So he was. I don't even know if I had a pack <laughs> yeah. on. No, I, I don't. I don't think you did. I think all you had was a. Uh, the struggle stick. <laughs> <laughs> so when we did that big loop, Johnny was the poor bastard behind me because we basically <laughs> did a full 360-degree circle and just came back in almost where we took off, you know, right above them. But we were losing daylight was part of the problem, and I was freaking out about that and then uh, ended up getting right above those uh, those sheep. But what um, as far as with what you guys uh, – you know, offer as far as the three for hunts down there. I know you guys do turkey because Frank and I are heading down there for for the turkey hunt. And then, uh, you know, normally how many hunters do you guys take for turkey for uh, uh, for whitetail? And then, uh, you know, an owl dad. And then do you? And then Wes, do you offer any of those uh, pig hunts where you're running them with the dogs or anything? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Uh, I'm always going, always looking for an opportunity to to go, and I. I'd sure take some guys, you bet. Gotcha. And then how many, how many, uh, like whitetail hunter wise, how many guys do you guys normally take a year or gals, people? We try to, Aaron, we try to do, man, we're, you know, you, you, as you know, we're, we're not, we don't, I don't even want to be big. You know, we, we, we're pretty small family operated deal. And I, we do about, oh, probably on average 15 to 18 whitetail hunts a year. And, uh, I'll do about probably 10 turkey hunts. Uh, we offered some quail hunting, too, you know. Uh, and then I'll just do just really what my numbers allow me. We we kind of we stay on top of everything as far as, like, the mule deer especially. We just don't have great numbers of them, so we'll kind of stay on top of, of what we got. And when we got stuff that's, like, really mature uh, that we think it's of age to go, then, uh, you know, we'll offer probably three or four five mule deer hunt something like that a year and trying to swing this deal i'm trying to swing it a little more towards archery hunting man it's uh i don't know it's just it's a blast and we're, we're we we have a pretty good uh, you've seen the country here it's it's pretty conducive to archery hunting uh uh even though you know in these high plains just with our tree roads and different things different options and setups we have to pinch these deer in and uh the, and the whitetail hunting is phenomenal, man. It's uh, uh, one of, uh, you just never know what you're gonna see. You know, uh, we 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 kill some 190s, uh, and then of course you know they're not all that way. But it's uh, but our biggest deal is age structure, man. We worked super hard for a long time to to structure our deal to to where we have a uh, uh, a pretty dang good supply of of older mature deer to to look at. What's the uh, what's the terrain like down there? Is it pretty di- diverse, or is it a lot of that canyon country that um, you guys were hunting uh, for the for the sheep? It, Frank, it is it is very diverse. It's uh, um, like up there where Aaron 
killed that sheep. You know, he said, like, it looks like Alberta. Uh, this, uh, it would co- that's sort of the high plains. And then my house is like 50 miles south of there. And you get into like Western Kansas looking. And then down there to like, uh, where Brian killed that sheep was, uh, I had, I had a couple guys hit me on, on, um, like on Instagram, like, where are you guys at? That looks like the, the Kanab area of southern Utah or northern Arizona. So it's super diverse country. It, it It's funny. Like, you know, you, you get different. Like, I'm a loudmouth and talk too much, so we're talking about hunting. I'm like, man, there is monsters here, just hogs, right, or whatever. I'm telling a story. And <laughs> Scott's like, well, you know, we got some all right deer. And then he shows me this photo. I'm like, that fucking deer's 180 inches at least. He's like, we killed some 190s. I'm like, man, <laughs> you undersold the shit out of that. I was like, holy cow. But you guys generally knock down one cranker at least a year. It, it sounded like on the whitetail side of things. We do. We do, man. And, like, you know, you know how uh, I've, I've, learned, I've learned over 30-plus years of doing this, uh, it's easier to undersell, man. Yeah. I, I, you can you can get made look like a dumbass in a hurry with well, these deer. You you told me, and we won't mention any names um, of uh, some guys you've had some pretty predominant or well known, um, and you can mention them. I just won't. People that have hunted with you in the industry, guys I knew immediately. And uh, you had made comments like, you know, this guy wasn't happy if he didn't see 160-inch deer every morning and every night. Um, but, you know, you were pretty upfront with me because we're going to try to go down there for four or five days before we head to um, Oklahoma. And you said, you know, there's a real good chance of 140s, 150s, and there's always a chance of, of something a lot bigger. And would you say that's pretty much standard the case all the time? You're always going to see pretty good deer and occasionally you'll see a giant? For sure, man. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, you're, you're going to get in those 140, 150 kind of deer. That's kind of that's our that's our bread and butter. And with 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 the opportunity to to you, you never know, man. Like uh, you've seen some of those those deals. Uh, there's certainly there's certainly a guy can kill a 200 inch deer. You know, if if everything lines up right, and, uh, they're there. They, uh, there's not many of them, but they dang sure there. It's it's pretty, you know, up here in this panhandle, man. It's it's you know everybody thinks of Texas and they they think of South Texas, and and this is totally different. Our deer is actually uh, it's reading. I don't I don't know all the ins and outs to it, but reading uh, th- these deer up here were stocked from Kansas deer back in the day, and and uh, they're they're just big bodied bigger northern looking deer you know you kill a five and a half year old deer he'll weigh 230 pounds uh maybe sometimes bigger but but they think you're an opportunity for some big deer here uh and, and we work we work pretty dang hard at trying to uh you know being super selective and and trying to trying to make them you know trying to grow them that way yeah no no that makes total total sense um well, as far as like uh, like turkeys go, how many how many guys do you usually bring down for the the turkey hunts? And then what what do these hunts you know cost roughly? Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but what do you usually charge for the turkey hunts and the whitetail mule deer? The uh, our turkey hunts are fifteen hundred dollars three days, you know, and 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 like we don't really I'll, I'll go show you all around the place, uh, for, you know, for guys that 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 are like 
fanatical turkey hunters they don't want they don't want nobody calling and and doing all that with them so anyway i'll, I'll show them around and and kind of be there for you but uh but go do your thing man and we, we get fifteen hundred dollars three days two two birds and then uh our mule deer hunts which it'll be it'll be fully guided deal we we offer four day hunts on that and they're they're fifty five hundred and uh and then my whitetail hunts are thirty five hundred for four days and we're kind of there with you on those. It's and it's a variety of on the whitetails. It's it's uh, some spotting stalks, some blind hunting, really whatever it takes, man. I'm not set in stone, you know. On like you got to do this, you got to do that. It's about, uh, you know, that animal tells us more of what we need to do than anything. Right. No, that makes sense. And I, I from the mule deer train you showed me, it's pretty much identical to Alberta from what. I saw when I was out there for, for our dad, and obviously I didn't see everything, but, uh, from what you had told me, it's, it's a lot like Eastern Colorado and Alberta, um, from, from what I had looked like now, uh, Wes on the, on the pig hunting with what you do, how, how does that work and what do you charge and, and, uh, kind of what would people expect from that? Uh, man, it's, uh, I charge 500 per person per day. You know, I usually don't take over three guys, but, uh, we pretty much just I've I've got my dogs and I've got a little rack made for the back of my pickup and they'll load them up and they'll stand on the back of that and we drive these you know county roads they're sectioned off here you know and uh, we'll drive them and and uh, uh wait till one rigs or smell the pig and they'll go to barking you know and then kick them loose let them get bait up and uh, hopefully close to the truck. And, uh, <laughs> then, then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, lead the bulldog in and, uh, get within, you know, a hundred yards and cut it loose and that bulldog will catch and, uh, go up there, get a hold of the pig and stab it. Yeah. Cause you, you'll, you, you, you do the spearing hunt thing too, right? I mean, that's what you're. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I stick pretty much 90 percent of all of my pig all the pigs with a knife so gotcha i may stick mine with a recurve when we go down there just for the <laughs> the fun of it i guess Heck yeah we'll do it the uh i i'm not a pig hunting expert i don't i know jack and shit about them i saw a couple on that one ranch that were pretty damn big but what's the biggest pig you've taken out of that area down there uh man i caught one uh me and my buddy brian we caught one two years ago and uh, the, I've caught bigger than him, but this is the one that I weighed. I actually weighed and I actually weighed him at your house. Yeah, yeah he broke my, my damn scale. Yeah, <laughs> I scale, but he, he weighed 405. Holy crap. Yeah, those, that's a big, yeah. big. Now, are they pretty, how, that Rottweiler, is it a Rottweiler you said? No, he's a, a Catahoula. Okay, which, which one's yeah, the one yeah, you let him? Yeah, the catch dog is a pit. Is he a mean bastard or is he pretty cool to hang out with in general? Do you just keep everybody away from him? <laughs> no. No, man, my kids can ride him around the yard. Oh, that's... Like he's, he's laid back as it gets. Till you get a pig around when, him? When he, hears those, when he hears those other dogs bait up, it's it's game time. Like, he's no bullshit. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't go very often. I don't go very often with him, Aaron, but a uh, year, year or two ago or something like that. Anyway, I went, I went run over there to West's. We went, we went hunting one night and, and kicked them dogs out. 
Well, they go down there and bay a pig up, and Wes is like, grab them two bulldogs and bring them. Well, uh, they are right, really good-natured dogs. Real, They were nice to me, but them bastards drug me to the pig. I didn't leave them. <laughs> that pig started squealing. It was like their BB rolled over, man. It was on. <laughs> is there a, it's is a there, blast, dude. We need to go whenever you and Frank come down. Is there a certain side you're supposed to stab them on? Someone told me you got to stab them like, on the right side or something. Or Is that true? No, no. <laughs> Who said? Didn't someone tell I us that? Was that it mattered. was it Broderick or somebody? I don't. They were probably feeding the shit because we didn't know what we were doing, so we'd repeat it and look like dummies. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just I stick them right where you know you shoot them, right where you would want to shoot one. So you're you've got cat catahoulas for the scent dogs, and then you've got those um um pits for the for the final ordeal, I guess. Yeah, they're a. Uh, the, my best dog is a Catahoula, and then I got some some pups, and they're kind of I'm fifty seven. They're a little mixture of everything. Got, how many dogs but, do you uh, have yeah, total? They, uh, I think I've got eight dogs right now. Gotcha. Now, Johnny, yeah. do you just follow everyone around with this and try and film it? Yeah, I'm just a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we we try to video as much as we can, you know. Uh, Go when we go to the high country and go elk hunting, mule deer, whatever we're gonna do. We always say we're gonna take a camera. We're gonna take a camera. Well, by the time we get our packs loaded up and going, that camera always gets left behind because we all got a tag in our pocket. But yeah, for for the most part, we try to do as much videoing as we can just for ourselves. Not not that we're trying to sell something. It's just pretty cool to look back and watch watch the footage and enjoy the memory of it i guess uh but yeah just you know i'm always kind of interested in the latest and the greatest on what what else can be done and how 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 i can make that video better and you know that's that's uh you you know once you buy the new thing you're already behind on the next you know i was reading i was you know i was talking to you about your equipment versus my equipment and uh it's uh it's it just one. It's a never-ending thing there, and I've I've always been in pretty fascinated by the video part of part of things, and I enjoy the photography too. But I'm gonna interrupt. Like, if you kill an animal around Johnny, get ready, because it's <laughs> gonna be a fucking three-hour photo shoot. Well, <laughs> I hate to say anything bad about Broderick, but I'm sure happy i handed you one of the camera because he took five photos and i think one was good you took about 500 and they were all pretty damn good um but i told frank i think your ass is coming with us if you want to we're gonna pay you to come uh we get enough people hounding us to film and frank and i have proven uh we are not very good at doing it on our own in fact i just turned the camera on every night in the tent and told the misery of the day and didn't have much footage so if you got time i think we're going to bring you along on the mule deer hunt and uh on Frank's elk hunt, I think we talked about, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you've if you've got time, so um, no, you impressed me, and you never complained, and you were funnier than hell, and that's three things we really need. So. <laughs> yeah, you. you it, I tell you, that that country is not for the weak. Even you know this this canyon stuff. That you know, the day I was chasing you around, I was giving you shit about it, but it was you know that's part of it, man. You you can't go out there and and be weak. You know, there's there's certain places for that. And you kind of learn the person when they get here. You know, Scotty, Scotty will know when them people pull up and get out and kind of spend some time with them if they're if they're going to be up for what 
what we did while y'all were here, but that was uh, that's that's part of it, man. And you know, you take chances, you get after it, you lose your breath. You, yeah, my lungs may not be as strong as yours at you know elevation that I'm hiking in and, and working every day in here that you have, but just push on and build them lungs up. Hopefully they'll be they'll be built up by the time you get done with your hunt, anyhow. <laughs> Well, if you look at it this way, if you only filmed half of what Frank and I do, that would be about a 90% improvement of what Frank and I are doing right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, just like watching your mule deer hunt from Colorado last year, that that was, uh, it was, it was knowledgeable, good stuff, but no, actually it was terrible, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. it was, uh, it was pretty cool how the ending played out and y'all were able to you know, capture the, you know, you stalking down on that mule deer, but you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to try to make things better, but it's not all about the video. You know, if, if, if you've got to walk off and leave your cameraman, it's not like go back to my filming days where 180 inch deer standing there and my battery dies and they don't shoot it. You know, y'all are going to be take off, leave me behind so y'all can get something killed. So, and that's, that's where I'd rather be like that than, it's got to be on film, you know, we can't shoot it. I, I enjoy the, you know, the video and part of it, but if it can't happen, it can't happen. Just go ahead and get your kill. Frankie, you, you probably could have got yours on film. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, you wouldn't see me, I wouldn't be running away from him. Yeah. <laughs> Especially up high, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think there would have been some, some better opportunities. I mean, most, all my stuff was done with the GoPro, so the audio was just garbage, and, uh, with that big wide angle or that wide angle viewpoint of the GoPro, yeah. it was it was pretty poor quality, but it was a it was more of a redneck film for for us. Coming off that cliff would have been hard with two guys for me, but you could yeah. have filmed from the from the top or even maybe from the side. But to, I don't care that much if the actual shots on film. I just I think people want to see the adventure and kind of I say I think they just want to see us get the shit kicked out of us on film is what I've kind of come to find out which generally Frank did a lot better than me Frank he only took about half the time I went ahead and took all the time and then had to also uh come back so uh <laughs> thank god Frank did kill one so we could eat it because we were running out of food we had that uh depressing time when you dump all your food out together to see what you've got to count how many more days you can make it um so yeah, definitely be prepared for for that if you come with us. Um, but I I think we'll probably pack stuff in ahead so we'll have a little extra food. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, be able to join along. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. We'll we'll definitely talk it up and see see what we got to have, and we'll try to make it all put a game plan together for it. I told Johnny, I said, uh, Aaron, I was, I was like watching you guys scouting videos. Uh, having to store all that water up there and john's like holy shit what am i getting myself into do i need to go out there this summer and put water up <laughs> i don't know but they were sure running out it wasn't good yeah last year was a, a very dry year drier than i've ever seen it so hopefully this year we've got a ton of snow so hopefully that's not the case i would hope so yeah, it it ended up we had some you found a you found a spring by where you were i was pumping out of a shitty um stagnant pool of water so Maybe that's why your stomach was all jacked up. <laughs> it could have been. It, yeah, it's just the the amount of people that were in there um, was kind of disheartening. And then the amount uh, where the deer went to or where we had to go was also a, a big problem. And then um, uh, just, you know, with the, with the recurve, um, 
you you may not you know I should have had it done opening day but I it's, we had South Cox on here yesterday and I was saying it was my karma for making fun of him cuz he said he had five Four, four misses on one hunt, and, or five on his DVD or something like that. On one hunt, and that's about where I was at. So, uh, Johnny, if you were filming me, you may have smacked the shit out of me by uh, shot number four or five. Like, Jesus, are we ever going to get off this mountain? But um, luckily, Frank got his done. You pretty much one and done, one good stock, and you got it yeah, done. You just yeah. didn't have a good opportunity to have one stock. I didn't have very much opportunities. It was uh, from... Most of the people that we talked to, it seemed like most of the, the deer had dropped down into the into the timber, and I think it just that had to do with how how dry it was up there with the lack of water and not a whole lot of feet up high. But um, yeah, I'm thinking this year is going to be a really good year for us. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, um, turkey hunting, we're going down. I think the 21st or 2nd of April. But when um, when does your guys' turkey season start? Normally, do you just uh, do a little bit of? Are you guys into birds pretty thick, and so you can set up blinds and just decoys, and a lot of times they'll just funnel around you. Or how, how does it normally work for turkeys for you guys? Yeah, that's we have a we have a pretty hefty population of, of turkeys. Matter of fact, you'll 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 be pissed off at them during the deer season. They they drive you nuts. But uh, but yeah, you know, just kind of we, we know where they roost. Uh, and and like in the mornings, the guy sure tries to uh, tries to set up. You know, close to the roost, get your decoys out, whatever, running gun. You know, however, everybody's different on how they want to hunt. Uh, like with you guys, man, we're gonna. I'm gonna have some some gr- with those bows. We'll, we'll have some blinds, some ground blinds set up, and um, kind of in in primarily in the travel paths. We'll know where these turkeys, how they fly down every day, where they're going, and and hopefully you're set right in them. You and Frank will be right in the middle of the which way they travel. I believe I told you we only like hunting dumb turkeys because we're not very good turkey hunters. In fact. Frank, you haven't hardly hunted turkey. You've killed a few, but yeah, that's not a priority. You've killed. Frank's a unique individual. I've killed like uh, eight or nine or ten turkeys with my bow. Well, yeah, I was going to say, let me caveat that. Frank has not done the stereotypical uh, sou- southern. Believe it or not, Frank just rolls in and spotting stocks and shoots them. <laughs> he doesn't really call a whole lot. Is that is that pretty much right? Yeah, I'd say like 90% of the turkeys I've killed are been spotting stock. Yeah, so I, I, I should have said not that he hasn't hunted turkeys a lot, but where you, you know, I'll hoot them in the morning and go and set up, and yeah, Frank just runs in there and shoots them, which is, there's something to be said for that, because that shit is not easy to do. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's awesome, man. That's uh, I, I heard a, I heard an old guy say one time, said you know, they were talking about the latest and the greatest turkey calls and camouflage and, you know, all the different gimmicks to hunt turkeys with, and uh, that guy said, you know what the best invention ever somebody said what was that and he said uh federal premium number six (laughs) (laughs) well you've you've spot stocked them with your bow and a gun haven't you i've only killed uh two turkeys with a shotgun in kansas yeah yeah with dan well that was your first experience with the struggle stick wasn't it yeah, that was, yeah. It, it, it went from a trad hunt to a shotgun hunt real quick. <laughs> I'm just, first first day, I think I missed a turkey at like uh, eight yards or something like that, like super close by like two feet. I said, fuck the trad bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 um, 
the only difference between was where Frank or me turkey hunting, I can kind of call, and Frank, you can probably call as good as I can, but where I've gone is kind of like where you guys are at. There's a lot of turkeys, and they're not real bright, and I definitely need that because um, I just sit there and wait, and if they get close, I call a little and hope I don't screw it up, and then they walk in front of me. But we, we got it done in Nebraska last year, and that was a little bit more difficult you know, there, there just wasn't as many turkeys. And, you know, I've hunted in areas that, I mean, turkey isn't a high priority on my list. So when I have to try super, super hard, I generally want to go hiking and fishing and just skip out on the turkey hunting. But it sounds like with you guys, you got a pretty high population. So yeah, you can blow the truck horn here and they're going to gobble at you. See, Frank, that's what we need. (laughs) They're pretty dumb. Well, well, I'm interested in knowing how this is going to pan out because Going on that all dad hunt, I go with Brian and you and Scotty, and next thing we know is Brian uh, uh, Snyder and Scotty are walking down the down in the canyon, looking around. They're too impatient. They get they got to get up and keep moving. And he told us, he said, "I'm not gonna be able to." He said, "You'll sit there and watch me do 600 push-ups. I can't sit still." So. I'm interested in knowing how this is going to pan out with you sitting in a blind waiting on a turkey to come in. Uh, You'd be surprised. I can, if I have to, I can sit for a long time. Frank's kind of the same way. I mean, I don't know how many people ask us, oh my God, I can't believe you can sit in a tree stand or a blind, but we're more of a do what it takes kind of crew, I guess. I'll sit in that ground blind for antelope. I sat 14 hours, believe it or not. Jesus. I was in there like uh, Ace Ventura, though, in my underwear. It was, man, I was sweating balls. It was hot. Good Lord. But I'll do whatever it takes. But yeah, I, I could, you saw my weakness, man. When I get cold, it's not cool. I don't I don't like being cold. Yeah, well, uh, I think you're fine there. Be cool mornings, maybe, but it's... Uh... I don't do cold either, Aaron. Uh, that's uh, We even... Uh... We'd even screw John and John and uh, out a sheet to stay warm. Yeah, <laughs> Scott and I got cold. Well, you know what? I don't tell was a story. That, was that some dark holing going on there? Man, Broderick, <laughs> don't let Broderick lie to you. I'm sure when he was over there, all he talked about is how I screw him over because of that one stock with the cows. <laughs> but Frank can attest. Broderick is the king of gar holing. He'll send you out to a tree stand with a smile on your face and thinking you're just going to take over the world. <laughs> He'll use words like kill hole. Uh, that's the money spot. <laughs> and then when you come back, he's like, man, you didn't see anything? I saw 20. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll blame it on you that's moving funny. or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Uh, the, the turkey deal, man, it'll be a blast. You'll have fun. It, it's, uh, but it's, you know, because we're here all the time, we know where they're at. We know, you know, they what trees they use, and and you're going to be set right in the middle of them. So it'll be uh, you'll get to send lots of arrows. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll I'll bring a lot. I promise, Frank. We got to get you loaded up on more arrows. You're running out. Yeah, I think Brian's sending me some. He said he sent some yesterday. So yeah. So we're actually kind of going back to the turkey hunt thing you've hunt frank you've hunted turkeys in kansas and then colorado kansas yeah nebraska last year well yeah nebraska in colorado where you go it's more canyony type of a area isn't it um yeah a lot of foothills and canyons and pinion trees and um probably similar to to where you guys were down there in texas a lot of the a lot of similar similar terrain so what I've always done is just use it when I'm spotting stock and using the terrain to my advantage and trying to see where they're going and either cutting them off or 
trying to, you know, use a, a whatever topography you can to get close, and then hopefully you're within range. So when I talked about that earlier, as far as like with Frank, Frank's never got to experience the, uh, I'll say, because he's got Georgia turkey hunt, which sucks. Um, how 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 would you say it changed? <laughs> So I've hunted in the south and back east for turkeys a couple times, and and uh, I didn't like it. You guys obviously take that shit way more serious because the turkeys aren't as dumb, and I've never, you know, sitting for three hours trying to call in a turkey. How much did you you guys hunt them down there? I guess this is more specific, uh, Scott and, and Johnny. Man, I'm I am I'm a little I'm a little bit. Uh... I'm a whole bunch like you on the turkeys aren't real damn high up my priority list. Uh, I do I do not do very good at sitting in a blind or or sitting in a deer stand. I'm I I'm just not good at it. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. That's probably worse arguments. My wife and I. She loves to hunt, but she like sits there, watches this deal, and 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 like 15 minutes, man. I'm I'm wiggling and can't be still uh we can have some pretty damn good arguments on the on the <laughs> in the in the tree stand but and the turkey but back to the turkeys they're just i'm like you they're they've never been super high up my priority list so um I, i'll i'll sit around and 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 call you know get them to fly down and it's it's gonna it's not gonna be real hard i'm not even a good caller but i can you can call turkeys in here <clears throat> and uh but then uh if it don't work out, man, I go in the Frank mode. It's uh, I'm I'm going chasing. Them. <laughs> well, Johnny, how much did you hunt them down like in Georgia and in different areas? Yeah, I took the stuff for I took turkey hunting pretty serious. It was uh, it's very very challenging there in Georgia, uh, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, over the years, I've hunted. I don't I don't know how many turkeys I've actually killed, but you know. You actually kill one. You you pulled something off, you know, especially them older birds. But they're the the population's not what it used to be when I was when I first started turkey hunting. But if you can get one killed, you you've accomplished something. We're, we go to Iowa. You're still hunting eastern birds, and they're pretty tough there. But you get to see more birds. You know, if you kind of get more open country, uh, where in Georgia it's a lot of pine trees you know you're you're hunting a lot of a lot of wooded areas you know you got food plots here and there and pretty fortunate enough to hunt some pretty good farms there in georgia but it's very tough you go to iowa it's it, it gets a little easier just because you got you get to see more birds um then you go to kansas and texas oklahoma to the you know you get into the rios where they get a little more dumber and it's it's you pretty much not guaranteed, but you you're gonna be you're gonna be set up on quite a few different birds if you want to be if you if you're a go getter, uh, you know. This I mean a guy, couple I guess some guys have been coming with Scotty for the last several years. Is they come out here set up a blind and and a feeder and sit there and read their novel till they till the birds come in because they're gonna come in. <laughs> so it's just uh, I, I I will I will get after some turkey hunting. I'm I'm kind of eat up with that. I've just growing up doing it yeah it's it's definitely a different mentality which is kind of what i was leading along the lines with earlier um i went down to alabama one time with uh broderick and it was the true running around in the woods and he calls with his mouth and i guess that's pretty common down there but um 
you know, chasing them on the ridge lines. And then, I don't know, after like four hours, he called one in to like 18 yards. And I, I hit it, but I shot high through it. And that was like this big victory. He talked about how hard that is to do. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, that shit is not. <laughs> That's the most expensive meat that I'll ever buy between the plane ticket coming down. And he's like, man, we're not probably going to get a shot like that again. And I'm like, Jesus, I really like Nebraska and Kansas birds where you just set up a blind and they walk in front of you throughout the course of the day. And I shoot them when they walk by. Um, and that's probably more like what you, you're talking about when you were down there, uh, is that type of hunting where you're kind of running and gunning on ridgelines that I'm assuming anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you go out in the morning and listen for birds, you know, hope, hope they gobble, uh, just, um, you, you run and gun on them, man. You don't, there ain't much blind sitting. I mean, it's blinds in the South are not very common. You know, you can throw up a ground blind, but you better have it sitting there a month before season and let them get used to it because they just it, you know they're, they're super spooky it's like a whitetail i mean you just you don't hear of a lot of guys using ground blinds for you know whitetail hunting if you're trying to get within bow range because them deer you know how it is in the south it's like when the deer come out they're already looking up in them pine trees looking for you when they when they come out it's like they know you're there when you know but i think i think they probably do that year round i don't know but it's uh they're, they're definitely spooky, spooky birds there, and you got to be on your P's and Q's, and don't don't call it a bird until you know you got a tree to get up against because you might get lucky and one come running in. So, yeah, Frank, he found out the hard way, like I did on the Alabama deer. Uh, they, it, it could take me five minutes just to get my hand on the grip of my bow out of the easy hanger when they come in, especially when there's not too much wind. And that, Frank, that's the first time you'd got to hunt whitetails, right? Yeah, first time in a tree stand and first time whitetail hunting. And that first, that very first trip we went on, it was a lot of um, figuring out, yeah, when to grab your bow, when to, when to draw back, and when, to, when you can move and when, you, when you're not going to get away with it. Well, he figured it out quick because he piled up deer in the back of the truck but uh, for all of us there's a lot of high shots because broderick aims mid body and low um for them to launch you know to to load up to take off that's hard for me to do used to you know aiming right in the pocket um but those southern deer man they are cracked out and they got to have a neck ache from looking up and and you know Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas, they don't look up that much like they did down there and and the the reaction time was just it wasn't cool. I mean, we kill a lot of deer down there, but good god, they move a lot. Frank, you killed 11 yeah, in one I, trip, I, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think something <laughs> something like that, yeah. 9 or something. I get I guess that's why they're designing these bows uh for the southeast hunters for cuz you know, they're, it seems like these bows are getting faster and faster. Well, they're designing them for the people down south. They, they feel bad for us, so they got to get a faster bow to get them, get them deer killed. Well, my buddy, uh, he was uh, actually a squad leader or whatever when I was in Korea, but Sergeant Tetrault, he, he's actually command sergeant major now. He retired, but I messaged him when I was in the tree stand, and he messaged me back, and uh, he said, well, how would you feel if you were hunted for five months straight with no days off? Like, <laughs> I can't remember something about rednecks all over the place. He said, you'd probably be a little skittish too. But I think that season is, well, it's October, November, December, January. So four and a half, five months long in Alabama. 
uh, and I don't think they get much of a break. And is it the same in Georgia? Yeah, it yeah opens uh it op- like this past year opened September the eighth, and then went out uh, uh, January fifteenth. So it's a super long season. So I I I don't blame the deer one bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, hey, hey, that's why Broderick missed that first. All dad, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's the excuse he's can't <laughs> said. You gotta you guys don't know Broderick that well. You know how many times I've heard that shit? I was waiting for him to drop. <laughs> yeah. And it just didn't drop. It could have been he just yeah. dropped his bow arm. Frank, I know you want to say something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he actually drew he actually drew on all dad and I said uh, I said, Don't aim low. As soon as he drew <laughs> But he didn't. He didn't actually get that shot off. But it was. I, I made sure. Don't don't aim low. These these suckers aren't jumpy. You know. He's he's not even looking at you. But it was. Uh, uh, you 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 said that right right there. Because a lot a lot of guys, man. They you know they they try to cover their tracks a little bit with. I thought he was going to duck. You know. Yeah, but, or there's uh, a branch. Oh, Dad, don't duck. <laughs> I I hit a branch, or I thought he was going to duck. There's a lot of uh but only because i've used them all right i mean but eventually you run out and if anybody's watching at some point sometimes you just got to be like i screwed up but um yeah when he said that i didn't want to rub fuel in the fire just because uh or salt in the wound since i ran 400 cows straight at him and blew all the out at out of there but when he said i aimed low and missed low i i kind of wanted to throw out like maybe you just shot low <laughs> and you're blaming it on that <laughs> but but i'd already scared all the out at off so i didn't want to say too much Hey, I done that same deal the other day. Here, and we, uh, me and John, this weekend we went to a little place right up here by my house, and and uh, we we were spotting stalking pigs, and uh, so John was with me there. He was ranging on me. It's kind of hard to get a range. That grass is blowing, and 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 anyway, we was getting different different ranges, and I think the pig was like sixty two yards, and so anyway, I send this arrow, and shit, I miss this thing. Like I hit five foot to the right of the pig john's like holy shit that arrow went right what'd you do and i thought oh, I, I, my, my sleeve got caught in my bowstring <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever it takes i guess hopefully it, it the bad thing is is if on this turkey hunt if they're within 12 yards you can't really come up with too much shit unless you just shoot a hole in the blind you kind of just have to own it because at 12 <laughs> yards not a lot can go wrong yep just don't aim low. These things will be pretty, pretty calm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, just real quick before we get off here, kind of run down things real quick again. Wes, how, or actually all of you guys or whatever, but how can they get a hold uh, of you, Wes, for the pig hunt and Scott for you for everything else? And, uh, Johnny, you do side film work, so how could they people get a hold of you if they need a, a videographer? Okay, go ahead, Scotty. My deal, Aaron, is like, man – like my phone number is on I think it's on my Instagram page, Topo Texas Outfitters and then I, I also have a, a Facebook page for Topo Texas and my number's on there. Uh message just just however, but my phone number's listed on all that. So anybody feel free to call, man. We'd love to have you. That was awkward silence, Wes. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> How can you guys get a hold of you? Yeah, uh man, they can just go through my dad through uh you know his top of texas facebook deal or or the instagram deal and then i'm i'm on instagram and facebook as well what are you uh on there it's is it wes underscore campbell or i can't remember 
Yeah, Wes underscore Campbell five on Instagram. Gotcha. And then uh, if they need Marty Stoffer, uh, Johnny, what do they do to get a hold of you? You, you can you can go through Scotty, or you can uh, the Top of Texas page, or you can go. I've got an Instagram. It's uh, Mr. J Gibbs eighty seven um, uh, M R J G I B B S eighty seven. Just hit me up. I'll be glad to talk it over. If you want to just call and shoot your shit, whatever. Were you, were you born in eighty seven? Back in eighty seven, yes sir. You were born in eighty seven. No shit. I was. You need to get some just for men because you got some grays, man. <laughs> you, you need to dye that shit. It's cool. Hey, that's, I, that's a genetic thing, man. I, that started at 21, but he's a cull. Hey, I, the, the ladies like it, though. <laughs> Do you get more ass in the I toilet seat, John? I've seen where you live. There's not. There's some slim pickings in that neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, slim, slim pickings here. He's Aaron. He's the pickiest guy I've ever seen. To come to the damn place in America where it's the slimmest pickings. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. That's that, that's why he drove me. That's right. He was on and on about. Yeah, you should move out here. You should move out here. I wasn't. I'm not married or got a girlfriend or anything. He knew I wasn't gonna be able to find one, so he knew he'd always have a cameraman. <laughs> that's good thinking, Scott. That's. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, Frank, you got anything? You gotta get on Bumble, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Go, go join Bumble. Yeah. Uh, FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, I might, yeah, you might have better look on FarmersOnly. <laughs> yeah. uh, my kid can sing that song. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that, that Bumble, it's pretty slim here in the panhandle, too. <laughs> I guess you are geographically hey, I, 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 pinched in. Yeah. Now, Georgia, in back where I live, uh, high population, it's it's pretty good there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, what were you saying? Oh, I was just little story. I, I was, you know, I, I ran, I've got cattle. So, so uh, a couple years ago, we were we were at my house branding some cattle, and there's there's this old kid that around here wanted to come help, and he's kind of oh, I don't know, he's kind of not all there, but I he I said yeah, come on, you can help us, so. Anyway, he said, well, can I bring my girlfriend? I said, you bet. <laughs> so he shows up with this girl, and it's like, holy shit, man, this is like, wow, this is off the Adams family. And and uh, I was I just trying to make conversation, be nice, like, where you got, where are you from, you know? And the girl, they're from like 80 miles apart. And I said, shit, how do, you, how, do you, how do you meet, how did you guys meet, you know? And they both looked up at me just serious and said, FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> I don't know what I was drinking at the time, but I spewed shit everywhere. It was, uh, I was like, you're freaking kidding me. You really went on? Yeah, FarmersOnly.com. Like, Man, that was, uh, it just made me think of that. It was pretty damn funny. I thought that that story was heading a different direction, like it was his cousin or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it may have been. I, I, I'm not sure. No, this wasn't in Alabama. <laughs> Where the chickens wear underwear so the hoot owls won't rape them. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, for the listeners, you guys can get a hold of minutes on uh, Instagram. It's top underscore O underscore. Uh, hold on. I just had it. Outfitters. Uh, if you want to. So top underscore O underscore Texas underscore Outfitters. 
Yeah, I got it right that time because I'm looking at it. And then it's um, Scott Campbell, Wes Campbell, and Johnny Utah. Actually, Johnny, what is your last name? Gibbs? <laughs> uh, it's, it's John Gibbs. John Gibbs. There you go. Well, man, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. I definitely, we're looking forward to coming down there and hunting and uh, hunting turkeys. So we'll we'll have obviously video of that for everybody to look at and photos and everything else. We're going to be down there in April. And uh, if it, it was as fun as it was uh, for our dad, except with better weather, um, I may not leave. That was that was a kick in the ass. And you, you guys are awesome to hang out with. Man, it was a it was a blast, and and thank you guys for having us on, Aaron. It's it's super fun. We don't miss any of these podcasts. No, oh, yeah, no, no problem. Frank, you got any closing thoughts? No, I'm looking forward to making it down there. Thank you guys for the invite. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get some birds on the ground and have some fun. We'll at least do some shooting. Yep, yep. Hey, hey, Frank, make sure Brian's got some of those 300 spines in. He uh, he's always running out of them, so you'll you'll need them down here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Cool. All right. Well, you guys have a good day, and thanks again for coming on. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Yep. No problem. You guys take it easy. See ya. See ya. See ya.